Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melody Bracewell and Tim McDonald. Good evening. Thank you for joining us for a brand new year in the cheap seats. We've watched everything to bring you the best bits of the news each and every week. We'll look at showbiz with Mel Tresina and the world of sport with Titus O'Reilly. With very special guest comedian and friend of the show, Nath Valvo. Exactly. Great to be back. Great to be back with a live audience and great to see you, Mel. Thanks for lifting the restraining order. <laughs> great to see you. What have you been up to over the break? Not much. Um, no, I did, go, I did go over to the UK. I think we've got some footage. Newcastle woman who's become an internet sensation behind a sofa in a bar. That wasn't me. That was a Newcastle woman who got trapped behind the couch, as she explained. So, um, we're here having um, buttonless brunch. <laughs> Not fully. In fairness to Camilla, that is easy to do. It is easy to do. Look, what about you, Tim? How's your break? Well, I took the time to pick up one of my passion projects. Black and white magic voodoo. Been a big summer. Been yeah. a big summer. Yeah. Look, that was a, a current affair expose into an alleged black magic voodoo doctor. His official title is Chief Medical Officer. <laughs> I um, look, he claims to have mastered the dark arts. He just hasn't mastered the lift. Why don't you explain yourself, sir? You're demanding $500 from people to perform all sorts of witchcraft. That sounds like a sham to me. Look, who you to do? Black and white magic voodoo is what they call it in Tasmania. We just call it electricity. Okay, um, right. <laughs> Problem was he kept pressing 666. <laughs> Look, it's been a big week, Mel. Lots of troubling news across the globe. But thankfully, Nine News Adelaide are putting it all in perspective. The recent floods, Russia's invasion of Ukraine and China's COVID lockdown have taken a huge slice out of bigger cheese's income. <laughs> Big story. Wait till they hear about vegans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as long as Baby Bell don't fall, we're going to be fine. They say vegans can't be cheeses. <laughs> I hate myself. We've had five months. We have had five months. After two tough years, there's finally some good news this week from the Gold Coast. The Temple of Satan is mobilising. Great. Yay. Nature's healing, Satan's mobilising. It's fantastic. <laughs> this really happened this week. Peeking through the windows of council chambers, Trevor and his devil-worshipping mates from Noosa are welcome. Nothing says, nothing says anarchy like those guys waiting for opening hours. <laughs> But it is great to see you guys in the room tonight. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of Satan fans in the house. <laughs> Look, I thought Mayor Tom Tate handled it maturely. Tom Tate reckons they can go to hell. OK, great. <laughs> of course, the big story here is the election, and there's one name on everyone's lips. Scott Morrison. Scott Morrison. Scott Morrison is back. Scott Morrison. Scott Morrison. The incomparable James Morrison and the James Morrison Quartet, a delicious <laughs> Parisian cabaret full of magic, illusion, circus, music, dance. Wow. The worst gender reveal I've ever seen. Well, the Prime Minister was out and about on the campaign trail with a simple message. It is a happy Easter today if you've got type 1 diabetes. <laughs> Look, in, 
In ScoMo's defence, he doesn't hold an insulin pump, all right? He does not hold an insulin pump. We're leading up to election date, but this week, Barnaby Joyce looked like he was actually on a romantic date. Barnaby Joyce, welcome to the program. Been nice and close. Yes, thank you. For years you've been But the big issue dominating debate at the moment is the deal between China and the Solomon Islands that could see a Chinese military base built nearby. But Defence Minister Peter Dutton is standing strong, refusing to budge. But nice to talk to you both this Friday. Thanks, guys. Life after COVID is one step closer for everyone in New South Wales and Victoria this morning. The several major... I think his puppeteer passed out. That is, that is creepy staring, although apparently he's filling in for Richard Wilkins, so it does, <laughs> does figure. The Queensland MP Bob Catter announced a simple plan this week that tackles defence, youth unemployment and a lack of participation in sport. Every boy in secondary school in Australia has a rifle that he has trained to use in the armoury at his school. Wow. SAS NAPLAN is coming soon. <laughs> The girls get a little dolly. Um, <laughs> on the issue of China and the Solomon Islands, opposition leader Anthony Albanese is standing firm. If you're elected next month, what would your government do to address that? We'd actually not go missing. We'd turn up. All right, well, the boss has got the bug, so you got me. Maybe <laughs> not turn up. It was off buying a bigger helmet. <laughs> but of course, Anthony Albanese has tested positive for COVID, Mel, though I'm not sure about this description from ABC News. Anthony Albanese struck down with coronavirus, testing positive just hours after pressing flesh with aged care residents. Oh, pressing flesh? That's, that's hot. Um... <laughs> Thankfully, Anthony Albanese is feeling all right. Though it may be worse than we thought. I will, of course, follow the health advice. No one wants to get COVID, of course they don't, particularly someone who has only got weeks left. Oh, wow. <laughs> weeks left. He does have type 1 diabetes, though, so a happy Easter. A happy Easter. The price you pay for pressing flesh. <laughs> Look, Anthony Albanese was on a current affair where they are tackling the big election issues. Anthony Albanese, we wish you all the best. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Deb. Now, wrangling crocs. <laughs> Both Anthony Albanese and Scott Morrison have been travelling across the country this campaign, making for some fantastic photos. And the pictures coming out of both campaigns, <laughs> we'll just have a bit of a look at That's a fantastic photo, isn't it? It looks like something's actually growing out of Elbow's hood. Um, alien style. <laughs> it suited him more than the helmet. It did, I think. it did do it. Lots of election material flying around. One resident actually had a bunch of campaigns letters dumped in her bin. I was just dumbfounded to find all the letters dumped in my bin. Look, a pretty straightforward story, not much more to say. They still asked her anyway. Tell us effectively what happened. Well, I went out to dump some rubbish into the bin and I just looked and I just found all these letters in the bin and I was just dumbfounded and I thought, who dumped all this in my bin? <laughs> Look, this election is all about preference deals between the parties, as independent candidate for Hawke, Jared James Bingham, told voters. Labor have um, tried to make a preference deal with me today, um, but I've said not interested. What was the official reason? Because um, I'm sick of their shit. OK, yeah. great. <laughs> OK, great. Can we, can we just see Jared again? Looks like his preference is for tarot cash, by the look of that. <laughs> so he has done a deal. Now, there are two... <laughs> just not... We're doing all this stuff about election, but the people that are going to watch out is menswear. <laughs> Look, there are two ways to sign off an election ad, Mel. The Liberals say... Authorised as Morrison, Liberal Canberra. Jared James Bingham says... But anyways, I've got to go, but I'll, uh, I'll 
Talk to you later. Talk to you later. <laughs> Talk to you later. He's got to drive to the next window to get his order. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, being from New Zealand, I only really know the major leaders, ScoMo and Elbow. Well, let me introduce you, Mel, to my favourite candidate, the dark horse in this race, a leader with energy and enthusiasm. I'm Trudy Campbell, the Australian Citizens Party Senate candidate for the Northern Territory. That is Trudy Campbell. <laughs> By the looks of things, she may have pressed flesh with Anthony Albanese. <laughs> I'm not sure, that is unconfirmed. That is Trudy Campbell, the Senate candidate for the Australian Citizens Party. And Trudy Mel is passionate about the big issues. Learning to play a musical instrument. I've always wanted to learn the piano, but my parents couldn't afford a piano. Um, but anyway, beside the point. <laughs> I have to learn to play a violin adequately. <laughs> And more importantly, discovering how the actual solar system really works. <laughs> what? What? How it really works. Yeah, what, is, what does Trudy know that we don't? <laughs> I, re I reckon master the piano and violin before you go to the planets, just as a general rule. But Trudy's leader, Mel, the founder of the Australian Citizens Party, is this man. So, for me, one of the most important issues in being involved in politics, and I'm, I'm not a politician, never sought out, never sought out a career in politics... Yeah. I mean, at least you can afford a piano. Yeah. Um, <laughs> really rubbing it into Trudy. That's why he's the leader. He can afford it. <laughs> and what you want in a leader, Mel, is someone who has a steady grip on the issues who won't drop the ball. One really important exception, and that is that we've encouraged over the last four to five years <laughs> that more people... <laughs> I reckon give it another go. Go again, yeah. I reckon. <laughs> Stick around, plenty more still to come. Well, still to come. Still to come. Still to come. An homage to marijuana. Just in time for World Penguin Day. Should Easter eggs have cigarette-style health warnings? Who led the dogs into the fitness class? Has rugby gone soft? And sold the home with five bedrooms, four bathrooms and two strangers living in the basement. <laughs> And let's get the latest on today's weather. Then our top was 23 and a half at 2.30 and right now it is sitting on, well, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> How would she? She's inside. Uh, it's cloudy with a chance of redundancy. So that is the <laughs> Look, no one has been copping the bad weather more than the sunrise set. Hi, guys. Yeah, no, no, we've, we've got your eyes. Just holding the set down here. But it's, uh, it's great. Sorry, there's 25, there's 25 motorbikes um, that are grounding out anything you're saying, guys. Look, with severe winds comes opportunity. I thought this was a little harsh, though. Plans to develop Queensland's largest wind farm in the north are powering on. One of the world's largest wind producers... That is harsh. Wind and gas. Um, I like the weather on Nine News Darwin, though, where they managed to find the lighter side of major emergencies. Good to know before the weekend... Back to you. <laughs> Emergency services are just running to him right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That is 
was funny. Gee, if, he thinks, if he thinks disasters are funny, he should be in this audience, by the way. <laughs> be right at home. Look, we've spoken a lot about the Australian election, but the other big vote this week was the French election. Mm, Emmanuel Macron was re-elected. Look, it was a tight race, but one expert got the result right. Channel 7 Queensland's horse racing tipster. As we present my best bets for tomorrow's card. Race 4, here I like horse 2, Monsieur Macron. Monsieur Macron, what are the odds? Although his other horse, Mademoiselle Hansen, has been scratched. So you win some, you lose some. Marine Le Pen lost the French election. She gave her concession speech on Monday, which ended with her bursting into song. Vive la République! Vive la Unlucky. I was certain that Garçon Sebastian would have turned around. <laughs> I, I may need to do a concession speech of my own. I think I'm going to turn around. Uh, it's been a big week in the UK with Queen Elizabeth turning 96 and they kept the celebrations low-key. Well, no big party for the Queen's 96th. Instead, it was a low-key, modest affair on the Sandringham estate. She flew there by helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> and descended by parachute. Yeah. So. And they had a bottomless brunch too, so that was a lovely, a lovely touch. Of course, this year, Mel, the Queen celebrates her platinum jubilee and here's an interesting tribute. Mattel, the makers of Barbie, have immortalised the Queen in doll form. It is a limited edition collector's item, as you can imagine. When are they going to show the doll? <laughs> Sadly, that was being driven by a Prince Philip doll, so that is sad. Too soon? Well, it should sell better than Tickle Me Andrew. Um, just, it should sell better. <laughs> I feel like Mark Beretta may have answered this question a little too quickly. How much is a Barbie these days? Oh, about $35. That was a bit quick. That was a bit quick. About one litre of petrol. Yeah. Um, staying in the UK, Mel, Boris Johnson this week has been under fire for his Downing Street parties during lockdown. Nigel Farage, though, was seeing the lighter side. If you can remember lockdown in Downing Street, you weren't there. <laughs> you know, we've been talking about the serious side of breaking the law. But let's <laughs> breaking the law. Anyway, come see my show next year in the Comedy Festival, the lighter side of breaking the law. <laughs> well, fresh from Partygate, Boris Johnson flew to India this week. Boris Johnson, the first British Prime Minister to visit this state, and given a reception here, he doesn't get much at home anymore. <laughs> That's got Temple of Satan written all over it, doesn't it? <laughs> well, Boris Johnson did fly to India this week, Mel, and here's a handy reminder about flying from Peter Overton. It's pretty much a given when we fly that the pilot will remain in the cockpit and not jump out. Okay, great. <laughs> Pretty much a given. Uh, COVID continues to dominate the news in the UK. Even news anchors are battling symptoms. So, but David, the, the Liberal Democrat MP, uh, excuse me, I'm basically. I think I've got away with it. So, Edward Davy. Look, it seems that while we were away, the COVID press conferences in the UK really stepped things up a notch. I'm Professor Jonathan Van Tam, Deputy Chief Medical Officer for England. And many of you may have seen me giving public health announcements from the podium at number 10 Downing Street. But tonight is different. What? 
tonight I'm speaking to you as a scientist and a voodoo doctor. <laughs> what is he doing? Worth it for that rousing response from the crowd. Yeah. Meanwhile, in Australia, the COVID coverage has gotten a bit weirder. In bars across Melbourne, the facial strip-off was a big moment. Yeah, don't Google that. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, here in Australia, lots of places are opening up. And when we say opening up... Melbourne's last remaining nudist beach could soon be no more. Mm. Better make it down when I can. <laughs> <laughs> Summer Bay has changed. Um, <laughs> a real masterclass in camera work in that piece. Here you can legally take your kit off. For now. <laughs> now. <laughs> now. Sitting up the microphone like, we want to hear what it has to say. <laughs> that microphone needed a Brazilian. I'm just going to say that. Um, I'm lucky I would only need a lapel mic. So that is easy. <laughs> That is easy. That is lucky. <laughs> Too much nodding from everyone about that, just, just quietly. Well, COVID continues back home in New Zealand, uh -oh. which means oh, no. it's time to head... Yeah! I don't know if you could hear someone in the crowd said, oh, no. Someone in the control room said, oh, no. Back home in New Zealand, there are still restrictions and still people passionately protesting against them. What's becoming clearer is how much people are willing to sacrifice for this cause. I'm leaving my husband. He got the booster today. He's gone. I don't want anything to do with him. I seriously believe he's going to die. That's getting off topic. <laughs> getting off topic. Look, look, I will stick up for your mum, Mel. It is tough at the moment over there in New Zealand. The good news is that frontline workers were still getting appreciation. Janet's been working round the clock as a contact tracer and the thanks you got for keeping us safe $20 and a cookie Wow <laughs> Wow That's actually our pay rise for this season I was going to say a 10 that's a promotion um, Look inflation seems to be a big problem in New Zealand hard to say what's caused it The finance minister giving himself 6 billion dollars That's 200 Australian so <laughs> And a cookie so <laughs> New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern made a trip to Singapore and Tokyo and she met with all the most senior officials. And in Japan, two giant dancing kiwi fruits were on hand to welcome New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern. <laughs> kiwi fruit, as we say in New Zealand, fruit. <laughs> Interesting, just got a text from Husey. Beyonce and Jay-Z, question mark. I don't think, I don't think that's the right guess. We'll get back to him. She tackled all the most important issues. I crave pies, even though I don't eat them that much. <laughs> well, Jacinda Ardern wasn't the only senior New Zealander globetrotting this week. This Kiwi at a Hungry Jack's was not happy with her order. Disgusting is what it was. It's all fat. It's got this much pork in the middle underneath the tomato. <laughs> mm. She's one of those anti-Jacks's, and you've got to be very, got to be very careful, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. And that's all the time we have. <laughs> now, that New Zealander, she was at Hungry Jack's, clearly not happy, but she composed herself well. I asked Nike for the second pork belly. Yeah. If you think that I'm going to ask you Nike for a third one, you got another thing coming. And I'm a swearer. I'm a sworn at you yet. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> and that was... Across the bitch. Uh, yeah. We'll be back with more in the cheap seats.
Good News Australia. Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Harry Styles. It's about damn time we spoke about Lizzo. I was born like Thor is back. The first immunity of MasterChef fans versus favourites. Rihanna. Johnny versus Amber. 92-year-old TikTok queen. Beat them. Ah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. on all things arts and entertainment for the first time this year with our cultural correspondent from Nova FM, Mel Tresina! What have you been watching this week, Mel? Uh, let's start with TV and things have really cranked up in the past few weeks with all networks rolling out their big shows, of course, MasterChef here on 10, Lego Masters on 9, The Voice on 7. What's SBS gone with? The new episode of Rise of the Nazis, Dictators of War. So it's full steam ahead. <laughs> Wait to see who they vote off. <laughs> uh, I've been taking a look at the voice. For some reason, Guy Sebastian seems very eager this season. Oh, what a song. I haven't hit a mark hey. when the rain oh. is blowing. <laughs> I like it already. <laughs> I'm not sure if he's enthusiastic or just parked in a two-hour spot. Yeah, good point. <laughs> Can't wait to see the spin-off, The Strum. Yeah. <laughs> and yet your Nazi gear got a better reaction. <laughs> that is interesting, isn't it? Uh, now, it's always a tense moment for contestants during the blind auditions. Spare a thought for Tando. So that was her baby daughter watching on. And what was worse was at the end of the song, her daughter didn't even turn her high chair around. <laughs> Guy was like, I love it already. <laughs> now, MasterChef has returned 12 seasons in and you wonder, will they ever run out of ideas? It's the great Aussie Jaffel Challenge. The perfect Jaffel. I think that's a yes. <laughs> one ingredient away from toast. <laughs> well, don't, don't spoil the grand finale. <laughs> On ten. Uh, the theme of this season is fans and favourites, where past MasterChef favourites compete against fans of the show. But let's be real, there's one favourite who seems to be a little more favourite than the rest. Hi, Julie. Good work, Julie. Go, Julie. Go, Jules. <laughs> yes, Jules. Yes, Jules. That looks good, Julie. Oh, stop it, Jules. Oh. Stop it. <laughs> I think that last guy had to take a cold shower after that. <laughs> I think he's just trying to stop the Jaffle Challenge, in fairness. <laughs> uh, let's talk streaming and the Kardashians' new show, The Kardashians, which I assume is a working title. Uh, just dropped on Disney Plus with a new episode every Thursday. Confession, I've actually never watched any of their reality TV shows before. Ooh, shock. <laughs> a couple of Jennas in the house tonight. <laughs> I think I'm going to get fired from my role as a cultural correspondent. No, um, stick, stick to Nazis <laughs> as a general rule. <laughs> You've got to know this stuff, Mel. This is week one. You've had five months off and you're coming in and week one going, I haven't watched any of it. Well, I did, I did give this one a crack uh, and I'm learning so much about them. May I please get the iceberg lettuce wedge as well, but all chopped? Can I add tomato to it? And can I add egg and ranch dressing? May I get that please chopped as well? She just knows what she's I'll doing. I'll just get that too. Since that Shut up, Barrio. <laughs> we are foodies. 
I don't think ordering a salad counts as being a foodie. The perfect jaffle. Yum. <laughs> Courtney and her partner Travis, the drummer from Blink-182, want to buy a place and move in together, so have been getting a real estate agent to show them round, and they really want to get a feel for the place. Cool has fibre optic lighting and lights up at night. It's oh, really cool. pretty. For inspection. Okay, yeah. That's open ad inspection. Yeah. What are they doing? <laughs> interestingly, interestingly, that is how Albo greets residents at nursing homes. Nothing gets me fired up more than fibre optic lighting. <laughs> <laughs> I think that real estate agent needs a sign. If you bonk it, you bought it. <laughs> Uh, the big drama in episode one is a threat of another Kim K sex tape being leaked. It's a brand new tape that Kim doesn't even know exists. I mean, I, I'm 99% sure, but the fact that these people keep saying they have a tape, what if I was f***ing sleeping and he stuck a dildo up my ass? I don't know. Oh my <laughs> like I'm saying, I would hope you would wake up from that. <laughs> <laughs> was that a bottomless brunch? <laughs> Well, another week, another TikTok trend. This one started a while back with a young girl called Katie Laurel. <laughs> it's your standard social media injury, but of course, it didn't take long for the TikTok community to get on board. Here's some of my favourites. Ooh, listen, baby, ain't no mountain, ain't no fire, no. And another. All right, whenever you're ready, take your time, okay? Me and you, don't be nervous. Your <laughs> uh, even Michael Bublé got in on the act. Just haven't met you yet. <laughs> with, with that, the most painful footage is on the left, which is amazing. <laughs> um, just, just a quick question from the control room. There are about 10 billion videos on TikTok. Are we going to play them all one by one? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, if you, if you think that was good, wait for this. Because over the break, I've been getting my culture on. Uh, I went to the opening night for Moulin Rouge, the Australian Ballets and American in Paris, and the Melbourne premiere of Hamilton. That's me on the media wall before... Ooh. Oh, thank you. Stop it. I do love that number. So it's gone from um, other people's TikToks to your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> is, this, is this segment just what's on your camera roll? What are you doing now? You don't want to see what's on my camera roll. Uh, I would have to say the highlight, though, would have to be meeting Jamie Jury at Ballarat's Begonia Festival. Okay, we are doing your camera roll now. This is, this is fantastic. Do you know who Jamie Jury is, Mel? I don't know. Mel T, if you were, if you had to explain Jamie Jury to a, a an illegal immigrant, who, how, would you, how would you sum it up? Um, a topless dancer that now does gardening. Gardening, mm. yeah. Wow. In a good way, not in a Don Burke way. <laughs> Can't wait till next week where you meet Jim from Jim's Mowing. <laughs> On that note, would you please thank Mel Dracena? Joining us at the test to get us up to date with all the latest sporting action, would you please welcome Mr. Titus O'Reilly? Oh, thank you. 
Thank you for staying at the desk despite Mel's oh yeah. 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 You on? I was trying to get us all lamped up. Well, we don't have to be because you're back for the first time this oh, season. Thrilled to be out of the nursing home, so thank you. <laughs> it's a wonderful outreach program. <laughs> Great to have you back. You've been following the world of sport. What's caught your eye? Well, of course, it was a huge day for Anzac Day in sport and I'll let AFL coach Mick Malthouse sort of explain what Anzac Day means to us all. There's absolutely no place to hide on an Anzac Day. It's either victory or disgrace. You don't want to disgrace your teammate. Don't disgrace your unit. Don't disgrace yourself. That opportunity, when it comes, you jump on that horse and you fire from the hip and you just take those Turks right out. What? <laughs> You've got to take those Turks right out. Mm. Jump on your horse and... Uh, you know there was those Japanese soldiers that didn't know World War II was over? Mick Maldes doesn't know that World War I was <laughs> Still, that's a lesson those Oz kickers will never forget. <laughs> never forget. Uh, now, in boxing, the world heavyweight champion Tyson Fury retained his WBC title. There it is there. Six-round knockout of Dylan White. 94,000 spectators at Wembley Stadium. But it was the walk-in that was the most interesting thing. Now this went for five minutes, just the walk-in. It had two songs. And this little bit here alone is our season budget in one minute. <laughs> Slightly over the top. Uh, the NBA finals are currently underway and who better to explain the nuances of the sport than Charles Barkley? He's just banging and banging and banging. When a guy's banging you, you, you spin off of him. Those are the worst defenders to play against, actually, because if you can feel their body... Uh, Come on. 18 points for Joker. Only nugget in double figures. 69-59. Over state shooting 69. Uh, now, well, to Japan, where the sport of Kirin racing gave us this interesting way to finish a race. So watch the back here. Now, let's watch it in super, super slow-mo. Here we it on the end there? It looks like the diagram for a cycle lane. Kind of strangely artistic. Um, to baseball, watch this pitcher react to a batter hitting a home run. The runners are just running the bases. I think it's at this point the pitcher decides he's not very happy about giving this up. North Central has taken the lead here in game one. Whoa! Oh, oh, oh no! Technically oh, no. an illegal play in baseball, that one. <laughs> when the time comes, you take those Turks right out. <laughs> when the time get comes, on your horse. get on your horse. Oh, and to snooker, and the World Championships are on at the moment. Here's the sole highlight so far.
There's applause for the pigeon. Oh, a, sno- a snooker player got lost and interrupted a nearby pigeon race at the same time. <laughs> what are the odds? I think snooker fans are so old, they were just using that to communicate. <laughs> Sending a text. Someone receiving a text yeah. message. Uh, speaking of animals interrupting the sport, and we love the genre on this show, here's the Brazilian Soccer Championship. Now, that dog that's run onto the field stopped the entire game is a police dog. (laughs) Which you would hope was slightly better trained than this if it was mauling you that the police could actually call it off. uh, This went on for about ten minutes. And you can see the rapid response of the police. (laughs) Uh, Later on found that that ball was full of cocaine. There we go. Well, on that note, we've got to take a break. Would you please thank Titus Special guest Nate Valvo is on his way. Have we got footage of him arriving to the studio? The heart stopping crash caught. <laughs> He's fine, right? He is fine. He is fine. Oh, what a feeling, Toyota. Uh, that gentleman is fine. It's not Nate Valvo. He will be here shortly. Yeah, that wasn't the only crash this week. A hot air balloon crash landed in Victoria and got locals talking. Nine News spoke to a crucial eyewitness. I just got down and closed my eyes. I didn't see anything happen. (laughs) (laughs) A closed eyewitness, but still. um... Notice some of the front row were doing that during Across the Ditch. (laughs) (laughs) To entertainment, Jimmy Barnes is gearing up for a return to the stage. Maybe a little too intensely. Showed you that. Might scare you. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) I, I do that for about an hour. (laughs) He's getting ready to play Michaelia Cash in a new musical. (laughs) Well worth checking out. To another man touring the country. He's our favourite funny man. He's rocked the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. He's heading to Sydney and Brisbane, but he's here tonight. How good is this? Are you happy now? Babies are all right. They're pretty fun to hang out with. New parents. (laughs) Sold out. Stop mentioning it. And I walked in and I'm like, Kylie (laughs) Tart. I've made a big mistake. Let's go eat tapas, guys. It's tapas. I love tapas. I'm very good at my job. The next four minutes is about me again. Would you please welcome friend of the show, Nate Darbo! That highlight reel was... That was good. I want that. Can you make that a ringtone? Well, you brought it in. (laughs) (laughs) We we did have to cut it down. Four hours was just a little little long. But it's great to have you. You're a friend of the show from season one. Great to have you back in season two. You're a big music fan? I do like music because I don't do anything else except sit and listen. And uh, (laughs) do you guys like Coachella? Are you interested in ever going to Coachella, the big, huge music festival in the US? Yep, I reckon. (laughs) <laughs> I reckon. Look, I'll give you this. Coachella is the worst name for a festival going around. It sounds like you catch some, you catch yeah. Coachella from, yeah, a, from, from having from, bad chicken or something. I was going to say one night stand, <laughs> uh, but sure, bad chicken on a one night stand. Um, you know, it's kind of like, oh, I've got Coachella, I can't come. I've got to get, I've got to get the two tablets. I'm revealing way too much. This is all hypothetical. Okay. What got my attention this week was uh, Shania Twain has done a duet with Harry Styles. I mean, I think we've got some of the footage uh, there. I mean, 
Look at this. This is real drunk auntie at the wedding vibes. Yes. <laughs> it's 11.30. Yes. She's on her seventh shandy. You know, she's done the macarena. Yes. The adrenaline's kicked in. Yes. She's grabbing Harry. I love it. I, it's great. <laughs> now, Nath, Byron Bay Blues Fest has been on recently. Have you been keeping your eye across that? I couldn't be less interested in okay, it. Great. Um, not a, sorry, I'm going to get hate mail from blues fans. They um, hate themselves, so they won't be, they won't be on to you, no. I've got to enough to worry about. Gives me blues. Okay, what is the blues? I don't know. Anything like with a trumpet? I don't know. I don't know. If, the, look, the, if... the red light means we're on. Just as a, <laughs> just as a general. Sorry. Um, uh, Albo, do you know who he is? Yeah. 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 Well, he <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this happened. He got booed when he walked on stage. Would you please give Anthony Albanese elbow a world-class welcome. I mean, look, I think he got him in the end there. But look, you got to give him a break. We've all done bad gigs. Uh, maybe Mel hasn't. I definitely. Have. <laughs> the worst one I ever did is I, I did a, a gig at a, an accounting firm. But before they brought me on to do the lols, they, uh, someone in the office had died uh, not long before the, the event and they had, a, they had a minute of silence for the dead friend and then brought me on <laughs> for the comedy. And let me tell you, that minute of silence stretched to about five minutes of silence. <laughs> and, and, and you don't know the blues? <laughs> um, now, Nath, you've, of course, wrapped up at the Melbourne International mm -hmm. Comedy Festival, but mm -hmm. you... Recently got COVID, is that true? I mean, I live for drama. Don't know if you've picked up on that from me. I love drama. But I don't want the Rona during the comedy festival. And that is what happened to myself and many other comics at the festival. Okay, great. And so <laughs> here's, here's what really annoyed me. So I got the Rona week three and I did my math and uh, Bracewell, love ya, great yeah. comic. But I did realise I got the Rona about two or three days after Melanie, your co-host. And so I thought, what sells tickets to a show is a sex scandal. <laughs> and so, what? Are you sure you know how Rona's transmitted? Because... <laughs> I, I may have given you COVID, but I got Coachella. So. <laughs> I did try and, uh, like, take advantage of getting the Rona, and I tried to get the media onto, like, a sniff that maybe, maybe me and Mel had a little, like, festival affair. Yes. Like, we were cheating on our partners, and so I, I sent this uh, article in to the Daily Mail. <laughs> I, I made that myself. Mel Bracewell caught out in a cheap office romance with Tim McDonald lookalike. <laughs> And they didn't run it. They ignored my emails. And then I sent this one as well. I thought, this one works. I like women now. Nate goes back in the closet. I had tickets to sell. How are ticket sales? Um, please come. Sydney okay. Brisbane. <laughs> On that note, you can check out Nate's new show, Back in the Habit at the Sydney and Brisbane Comedy Festivals, later this month. Would you please thank Nate Melbourne? <laughs>
We don't appreciate them until you see them up close. <laughs> don't appreciate them. Luckily, they have the best people on the job to look after everyone's safety. Good news, the swimming spot has been reopened effective immediately. I suppose we still haven't 100% confirmed there's no shark in there, but we've, we've been as diligent as possible. Yeah, yeah. about 60%. <laughs> it's time now for... If you have feedback for us, you can get in touch with us on our socials below. Well, we've been away, we've been out on the streets and people have come up. Have, has anyone come up to you and said hello from the cheap seats? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Has anyone come up to you and said hello? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so I was, having, I was having dinner after my comedy festival show and um, this guy walked past and he said, cheap seats. And I was like, oh, yeah. And he said, you got me through jail. What? <laughs> yeah, genuinely. He was like, oh, we get, um, what do you call it? We get, we've got the computers and we've got that on demand on it. And, um, yeah, we love you in the prison. So, <laughs> so prisoners are ten playing the cheap seats. Yeah, exactly. Is that the sentence? Is yeah. that the punishment? <laughs> I was going to say, if you're in there for 10 years, that will just about cover the buffering. Uh, it is a wonderful, it is a wonderful service. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of shows are looking for the, audi the audience of the household shoppers. Mm. We're more after household shoplifters. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, great. Well, just speaking of your show, Mel, you've got some exciting news. <laughs> I'm doing a show. Um, <laughs> I'm touring at the moment. I just did the Melbourne Comedy Festival. I, I'm going to go to Sydney and Perth and Brisbane. And why we even mentioned it, probably already sold out. I haven't checked. <laughs> Says that they're one. Okay, all right. <laughs> good. But Mel is doing some shows. Um, she's touring Barwon, Wentworth and Corobacan. <laughs> That's one for Mel's fans. Check her out. No, it's the Sydney Comedy Festival next weekend. Then you're off to Perth and Brisbane. All the best. Okay, heading to the US now, where legal marijuana sales have kick-started in New Jersey this week. Some reporters were keen. Six o'clock this morning, and I'm going to say, that's when the blitz was on. All right. All right. Okay. Some other reporters might have already been on it. Yeah, good morning, Shana, Mike. Absolutely. Wake and bake. What is it? A little past six in the morning. Turn it and burn it. Whatever they say, pothead poetry is going to be flowing hot and heavy across the Garden State today. He's a Cheap Seats fan, no doubt about that. Now, it wouldn't be an episode of The Cheap Seats without an old friend. Welcome to Pacific Update. Yes. yes. Pacific Update Update, your weekly update of the popular Pacific Update show in New Zealand. With the biggest graphics in the business. <laughs> and they covered the biggest stories over Easter. Easter is a time of faith and reflection, but the reenactment of Jesus Christ on the cross has also come with a few life lessons. <laughs> embarrassing. Isn't he supposed to be a carpenter? <laughs> he, he's a, he is a type 1 diabetic, so he had a good Easter, that's for sure. And that is all the show we have for now. We'll see you next week.